Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 134 of Let's Play, and we are with Christine and Erin. Hi, guys. Hello. We are moving away from the Sam and Charles relationship right now, and we're heading to new territory. So we are, okay, so we actually begin with a small recap that gives us a clue about what the episode is going to be about. And that's when Link discovers the toilet paper rolls in his garbage. And we discussed that last time, so that's just an introduction. But we have our first part is going to go ease right into um, Marshall and Vicky. And I would like to take over. So we've got this wonderful shot of Vicky being like total Zen master at peace. The peace signs, the rainbow spectrum. Just relax and release your breath slowly. Allow your energy to center itself back within you. Now, how do you feel? And she looks up, um, Marshall, and he is out cold. <laughs> Z's snoring away. Out cold? Uh, um, I totally. I say, like, maybe this is not the first thing I should have noticed, but like I noticed those well-defined shoulders. <laughs> He's wearing a tank top. <laughs> like the man works out which is something that I did not appreciate, like the amount of effort it takes to get to get those muscles until I started working out and looking around me. And I was like, okay, it takes a lot of effort. So I I appreciate it from like a personality perspective that someone's dedicated enough to do that. Right. I totally related to falling asleep while meditating. I, (laughs) I have never been a good meditator. I always seem to fall asleep like when I would do meditations like I did meditations for a couple of years and that was what I used to fall asleep was the guided meditation <laughs> so to wake him up she says I have a rare pocket monster card and no one to give it to and he jumps up I'll take it there you are <laughs> and then you apologize so clever for a she like, I don't even know how much they've interacted, but she was able to guess what would wake him up. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, she has great insight into people. Mm-hmm. I love Vicky so much. She's, I can't wait to, I hope we see a lot more of her for, for this season. I think she's going to be a huge help in guiding Marshall down the path of what he's going to need to do to kind of go through this healing process that he's going mm-hmm. to need And apparently, apparently she's like got people, some great like, lines. Yeah. And apparently, like, people, like, ship them two together, too, which I didn't, I had no idea. And I was like, oh, huh, okay. Oh, you guys yeah, want to save that for, like, a bonus, a bonus question at the end, like, discussing yeah. whether they'll end up together or whether Ooh, they should sure. or what you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's All right, right. Yeah. we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so then Marshall's, you know, oh, man, sorry, Vicky. Oh, you're, you're helping me. And I fell asleep. 
she says, it's all right. I'm glad you are relaxed in my presence, but I am sorry that you're tired enough to fall asleep. Because yeah, if you're, when you won't fall asleep, if you're not relaxed in, in that way, or especially if you're with other people. So like, she's clearly got a very calming presence for him. Um, but yeah, not ideal if you're trying to work through stuff. <laughs> He says, ever since I collapsed, I haven't been sleeping very well, and I've had nightmares every night. It makes it difficult for me to get any rest, and it only seems to be getting worse, especially since he seems very ashamed of, you know, ever since I started sleeping alone. Aww. And even even before he says all that, you know, this how he right away, like, apologizes. Yeah, it's understandable. Oh. oh, I see. <laughs> Definitely. It's like the lag. But... Um, even before he, he goes into that, he apologizes to Vicky, which, you know, it could on one hand be like a case of normal, you know, apology, but especially for someone like Marshall, Marshall's always apologizing. Marshall's always feeling bad and taking everything to heart. And uh, it's just like, yeah, it's, I guess it could be a normal behavior to apologize, but when you see him doing it, it's just his pattern. It's, it's when you're trying to tell people that you, you don't need to apologize for being you and you don't need to apologize for what you're feeling. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. Just be with that feeling. And I think that's what Vicky's trying to help him get to is being okay with feeling what he's feeling and his feelings are just as valid as everybody else's feelings. He doesn't need to apologize for what he's got going on. Mm-hmm. I like that he, but Vicky's like empathetic that like, oh, like, I'm sorry, like you're tired enough to fall asleep in my presence. Like she's very empathetic. Right. She doesn't say, oh, it's okay. Like, oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. She gives him like kind of like an out where she validates why he's falling asleep. And she's not, she's kind of giving him like, no, it's okay. There's a reason that you're falling asleep. It's not something you should feel bad for. Like there's a good reason behind it. And like, it's kind of opening him up to talk to her about it, which is exactly what he does. She's very skilled in her conversation, you know, in allowing him to feel comfortable and open up. She gives him that breathing room to, to be comfortable enough to start opening up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he says, ever since I collapsed, I haven't been sleeping very well. I've had nightmares every night makes it difficult for me to get any rest and it only seems to be getting worse especially since well I started sleep since I started sleeping alone and yeah he's he, like I said he seems very almost ashamed that he had Monica was there all the time and now that they've decided to take a a break now you know it's it's a, a mark of shame for him but it's like it doesn't have to be you can just be okay with just being by yourself and that's okay Maybe he feels, I mean, uh, this is the impression I got also that it's kind of like, he feels like embarrassed that she dumped him, like that people might think that like, oh, I wasn't good enough for her and there's something wrong with me. And that's why she left me rather than it being like, oh, I still love you, but we have to grow apart. But, you know, like it never feels good if other people think that you were rejected. I also got like the feeling that like he's kind of ashamed too because it didn't work like he failed to make it work yeah but I think yeah it's also I mean that the fact that you know they she very much said it's a we need to we need to be we need to work on ourselves apart before we can be together and it's 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 not a 
goodbye forever. It's a, we need to take time to work on ourselves for now. You can also see how stressed he is with, when he talks about the nightmares and he clenches his fist. He, he glances. Yeah. And he looks and he glances that, down at that, that wrist device. Yep. I'm sure he hates and every time he looks at it, he's probably like embarrassed about himself. I'm sure with it going off constantly, it's frustrating for him. Mm -hmm. That too. <laughs> So then Vicky, like a, Vicky re, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's like a physical manifestation of the emotional state that he is in or the problems that he carries around. Normally, like your problems are internal and they're only in your head and your heart, but this is like a physical manifestation of that. So it's visible mm -hmm. to everybody else and to him. Exactly, yeah. And Vicky says what well, we've been hearing a lot of this year that it's understandable, Marshall, you went through a very traumatic event, not just physically, but mentally too. And haven't we all heard that in the last several months after the year we had all had in 2020? And not mm -hmm. only does your body need time to heal, but your mind needs a chance to process the experience too. That's such a profound line right there. Validating. Like she's just so calm and she just takes whatever he says and gives him acceptance and love. And like, it's all the, the cliche, like he's in love words, but they're applicable. And, and like I said, I think we've all heard that and we've all had that collective trauma after the year of 2020 and, and still being in the pandemic on a, on a global scale here. And I think having her echo that and we all kind of relate to that a little bit in that you know okay it's okay that things might not be still back to normal I might still be feeling a little scared nervous whatever because we're all still in that place so like you know we're all a little bit of Marshall in this place right now <laughs> so then she says think of it this way you didn't take the time to ensure your wellness and now you're being forced to take time for your illness. Aww. Yeah, Marshall definitely that. looks like, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, yeah, it's super smart, eh? And like, it reminds me, I always tell my, my son, a lazy man works twice as hard because he always tries to take shortcuts, but shortcut, there's no such thing as shortcuts. It just leads to long cuts. So, and yeah, this is totally applicable in the realm of, emotional health as well and physical health <laughs> and especially for somebody that clearly takes care of himself like Marshall does the the fact that you know yeah he's working out but he wasn't taking care of all of the aspects of his his well-being you know yes you can work out and look great but if you're not taking care of that mental load that you're carrying it can be it can be it can put you in just as much of an exhaustive state yeah, but he looks like he's finally accepting her words. You know, I know like Monica was telling him before, you know, you have to take care of yourself, you have to take care of yourself, but he wasn't ready to hear it yet. Like we saw that before, but now he does look like he's actually listening to her. Obviously he's had that experience and, you know, that's kind of like forcing him to face reality. But I also wonder if Vicky's approach is also more palatable to him rather than kind of being told what to do.
So then he says, then what do the nightmares mean? I have them every night, which that's heartbreaking. If he, like, we saw that one nightmare and if he's having those or variations of that every night, that's, that's so much. And that is a lot of unresolved trauma that he's got to deal with. (laughs) I have a, I have a friend who also told, she just mentioned this morning, which is funny because I was thinking about it. She was like, yeah, she has nightmares often. And I'm like, all my dreams are like, me doing things with handsome men what can I tell you like (laughs) I have very pleasant dreams like because I have a very nice life (laughs) and the first thing that Vicky tells him is I'm I'm sorry Marshall but the only person who can answer that question is you a part of your mind is trying to tell you something but it's up to you to figure out what that is um, but then she she praises him good work in today's lesson. But then I need to get ready for my next class. It's a hot natural yoga. <laughs> he says, hot and natural? What does that mean? <laughs> Means I turn up the thermostat to 90 degrees and we do intense yoga poses in the nude. It's very therapeutic as she continues to limber up and stretch, which I'm very envious of her ability to do that stretch. I can't. Like my quads and my hamstrings would be like absolutely not firing on all cylinders, cramps galore. (laughs) I was thinking that also. I was like, man, you're flexible, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unsurprisingly, but it's nice because I was thinking about all my like yoga instructors. I'm like, oh, she's she's like that. (laughs) Her character, her persona is very realistic. And yeah, but she, I, and she's, I feel like she's part therapist here. Like that would have been a good alternative career because like what she tells him about, you know, that your mind is trying to tell you something and you have to figure out what it is. Like that's so spot on. And she's also not, you know, part of the role of, I guess, anyone who's trying to help someone else is you, you help them, but ultimately they're the ones who have to take responsibility for their own emotional health. And, you know, she's telling him, you have to figure it out. Like you do have some emotional work to do. No one else can do that for you. And Marshall really does seem to be absorbing that message. You know, you can kind of like see him. Okay, I'll take it in. And I I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of episodes, he does try to figure it out in some way. I don't know how skilled he is at like emotional thinking. Um, I don't know what he'll do. Maybe he'll call up Eva. Maybe he'll like talk to someone about it. (laughs) But I, I hope he does address it in his way yeah I think we don't I don't think we know a huge amount about Vicky's background like yes she's a yoga instructor but like we have no idea what else she's done like if she went to college she might have a background in therapy in some way she might you know probably know she was a psych major I don't I you know we don't know and I'm hoping we kind of get a little bit more insight into her I, I think she's a really cool character that's probably got a she's probably one of those people that just like did things and know stuff, but decided she's much happier being just a yoga instructor. So she's just going to do that. <laughs> I can totally see that. I know. I want a therapy session with Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Slide up here, Manji. will uncommission therapy. Put your character in for a therapy session with Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> so then she goes on to tell him it's an all-women's class, but if you're interested, I'm sure we're all open-minded enough to let you join us. 
And you can see Marshall is very shocked at this and starts shaking a little bit. That probably wouldn't be a good idea for my heart. Stupid romantic comic as the <laughs> buzzer is going off and beeping at him. <laughs> yep. Just the thought of it is enough to get him excited. <laughs> then I'll pass That's it back funny. over to you, Mindy. What? Oh yeah. But as soon as as soon as she said, um, you know, uh, natural yoga, I was like, I knew it was going there. I knew it was there, and it was just for the dirty joke. I was like, yeah, there, I feel like Monty just put it there to entertain herself and us. <laughs> well, again, we've got those wonderful fourth wall breaks. Mm-hmm. I love it. Romantic comic. <laughs> right. And I think also to show us how comfortable Vicky is with herself. You know, she clearly takes a special kind of person comfortable with her own body to do anything in the nude with other people. So the fact that she is quite comfortable doing that and even comfortable enough to invite a man to their class means that she is very comfortable with her body and with herself. I think that tells us a lot about her as a character. I think there was what there's a rule in her and Angela's apartment that she's not allowed to walk around naked if people are around like there there are set times when she knows she's going to be alone that she can do it but if there's any chance that somebody's going to be home she has to have at least some clothes on (laughs) yeah and it's funny because I know I know for myself um I talked about about this when I um when we talked about Sam and Charles and their difference in their sexual experience so I know when I first um got married I was you know completely sexually inexperienced and I was not comfortable with my body for years and years and years and now I'm like so comfortable to the point where like okay I walk around my house with a towel but like if my towel drops my neighbor sees me I'll be like whatever okay so he saw me you know like I just became a lot more comfortable I'm like I'm a human being I look like all the other women out there on planet earth I'm like whatever so I recognize I've achieved a lot more comfort with my own body than I used to have it's it's definitely an achievement unlocked kind of feeling because yeah it's like if they see me if the, it's there you know they're looking in my windows <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yep okay so now we flash to the daily grind and we have d looking with a very like kind of curious expression and we have off screen link saying d i solved the mystery behind the toilet paper thief and <laughs> Dallas has something he wants to say to you. And he is yanking Dallas. He has a really angry look on his face. Dallas is looking to the side, looking highly uncomfortable. And he yells, tell her. So I'm like, right off the bat. So I guess this whole sort of interaction would happen. But right off the bat, you see, like, this is a very kind of paternalistic. And and yeah, I mean, I guess it's literally paternalistic um behavior of link and this definitely ties in well i guess we'll talk about it as we go through the the panels but the relationship between the two of them is not ideal and this episode just highlights exactly what the problem is there and dallas continues he looks very angry he can't look at her in the face and he's like i'm the one who took down toilet paper okay there i said it so clearly very reluctant not forthcoming not interested in admitting his guilt wouldn't have done it if he wasn't being strong literally strong-armed by his brother mm-hmm. also i just noticed he has purple he had purple eyes and i literally googled i know i, I probably noticed this last season but i literally googled like can people have purple eyes <laughs> so, um 
then I wasn't, I didn't Google it enough to like verify if it was like how legit it was. But anyway, it was cool. <laughs> Doesn't like Dolly Parton have purple? Oh no, it was Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So I found articles on her, but she had more like blue eyes, but sometimes it looked violet. And like, I think maybe albinos are the only ones who actually can have real violet eyes because they don't have enough pigments to actually make. But like, it's not, a, besides for albinos, I think everything else is just blue. But sometimes it looks purple. Anywho, yeah, I've been looking up some stuff about eye colors lately, but <laughs> so he's like, it was cheap stuff anyway. I was doing your customers a favor and taking it, which is like, dude, not helping. <laughs> I don't know any, re- any restaurant or coffee shop that has like super high quality toilet paper. That's not what you're going there to, to do and use. <laughs> so I did, um, I don't go out to restaurants much, but the, one of the restaurants my husband used to work for had like, um, beautiful like design beautiful everything and they had nice quality toilet paper and I noticed that's why I remember (laughs) (laughs) um and his link is like shut up Dallas so again like link is being highly aggressive here as well but we do have to point that out and I completely understand link and I want to like we'll go into it but his behavior is pretty aggressive and Dean kind of notices that and she says let him go link you don't need to call him like that and he does drop her because link is very emotionally connected to the situation so dallas is his little brother older brothers are not exactly known for treating the little brothers with respect you know they're like the people who see all their flaws and they're very close to them and you know d as an outsider is able to see things about dallas and their relationship that link just is too close to pick up on or to to too emotional to really to, to allow like hit him to let him see that she's looking at it with that outsider perspective she's seeing how dallas is reacting to link's aggression whereas link's just seeing he did the thing that was bad and was wrong okay. right and yeah i mean there's a bunch to discuss which we'll go through with episode because there's it goes throughout the whole episode and d says can i ask why you needed so much toilet paper were you pulling a prank on someone so she is trying to understand him you know she she understands that there's a reason that he did this he wasn't just doing it out of spite and she's you know this so this is obviously d is um a sensitive person like another shop owner might have been chastising him and might have been yelling at him or might have said oh pay me back right away or something like that but she is already treating Dallas with sensitivity and understanding I think it helps that like she obviously knows them personally like they're friends she knows what they've gone through a little bit probably to a certain extent so she knows that this probably there's more to it than just I needed toilet paper or you know whatever like what else is going on here that that's underlying that Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah I'm excited to see that about D and at this point he goes uh Link goes uh and Dallas turns around and he clenches his jaw so this is an uncomfortable topic for him and I'm kind of curious why, which we could discuss after, because I don't see anything to be ashamed of in, in what he used it for. But anyway, Kristen, that's your turn. <laughs> so we finally get the mystery of what happened to all that toilet paper solved. Because um, I know some people in the comments were thinking some nasty thoughts. Y'all nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
That's a lot of, I know when I read that, I was like, yo, that's way too much toilet paper. (laughs) Not possible. And I like how some people are like, oh, they knew about COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was (laughs) making a fortune Uh, on the black market. (laughs) Yeah. So we see, we finally see what Dallas did with all that toilet paper. And uh, Link says, this is what you've done with all of that toilet paper. And yeah, it's a cosplay of the Tainted Warrior from Manslayer. I decoupaged the toilet paper to make a mutated look and painted the hell out of it. And it looks really good. <laughs> that looks awesome for being toilet paper, right? Yeah. Like, cosplay's no joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he is like clearly super talented and dedicated you know it's like we've only seen honestly the negative parts of Dallas until now we've seen him be nasty we've seen him be like superficial uh, uh what's the word like he, you know like kind of like a womanizer and like see only the outside of women um we've only and you know be like annoying <laughs> we've only seen the negative part of him but seeing this shows us that he does have an interest in life. And it just reminds us that this guy's a teenager, you know, and he has, he's going to be maybe not so appealing in his personality at this stage in his life. You know, this is the stage where like, you're very, very annoying. And I love that Mongi is showing us this because, you know, teenagers need sympathy too. I, I know I was the most, I don't know the most, but I definitely drove my parents crazy and we probably all did. And you know, my daughter is now 10 and there's parts of her that resemble teenagehood. And I'm like, <sighs> and I just have to remember, like, calm down. Like, this is a stage and she needs sympathy and she needs understanding rather than you being annoyed at her all the time for like being whiny and being spoiled, you know? And like, I just, this whole episode really, to me, was pretty personal because it, the way that Link treats Dallas kind of reminded me of how I treat my daughter, you know, like, getting annoyed at the bad parts rather than remembering this is a an age and a stage and you need to be helping her through it rather than getting annoyed <laughs> and I know we also know that like Sam and Angela and Vicky are all doing their manslayer cosplays for their for for a couple of characters I'm wondering if he's been working on this on his own so that he can because we we saw that thing in the gym that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where he was looking at Dallas was watching Angela and Link play basketball and had that little green-eyed monster flicker. And I'm wondering if he's been working on this so that they can see him as more than just a teenager. If, they, if he can play in the same ball game that they're in, if he looks like he belongs with them, then they won't view him as just another kid. They won't view him as just as Link's little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and then so we see like Link is just like shocked and he's like, I had no idea you're into this sort of thing. Must have taken ages. And that just shows me that like Link has no clue about his brother. Like he doesn't understand his brother at all. And it's like, I get it. Like he's working like all the time, but it's like, you don't know your brother? Like, really? Yeah, and I'm sure Dallas isn't exactly going around talking to him 
but is he's also probably not talking to him because Link has developed a pretty toxic relationship with him, you know, where he's just criticizing him all the time and just like badgering him, you know, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're doing this wrong. So I'm sure Dallas doesn't feel like opening up to him either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two way street. Exactly. Oof. It's it's kind of a little hard to see, but it's so realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but, but he does at least he does he does say like it must have taken ages that's like that's the one positive thing right that, that is kind of a compliment yeah it's like okay so that that's very good long enough that that must have taken a long time good job <laughs> <laughs> impressed but Link is like still doesn't explain why you stole uh why you stole in the first place and Dallas is just like you know, grinding his teeth, arms crossed, just like, I need the toilet paper for the effect. And there was a ton of it at the coffee shop. I didn't think anyone would notice. And his whole body language is just like so defensive and upset. Like you said, grinding teeth, crossing arms, leaning against the post, not looking at Dallas. This kid is so upset. And he has a lot of anger in him. He's yeah. bracing for that impact of, of whatever Link is going to throw at him. Mm-hmm. And then Link is like, not notice. That's what you're concerned about? You were stealing. I can't believe I have to tell you that this is wrong. And it's just like the shadow just glazes over Dallas. And it's like, this could get me fired, Dallas. This is the last straw. You're grounded. Uh. <laughs> yeah uh. Uh, I totally get Link but er, ouch yeah. I mean I like the fact that he's the moral issue bothers him I mean that should be the premier thing on your mind you know like stealing is bad right so I'm happy that Link has his moral outlook straight but yeah the like the you're grounded part ouch <laughs> the, like, the I, body language he's got with the you were stealing the point and the like the gesture like oh it's like oh no this is not no, the way no, to do no. it this is not the way to do it yeah I like I know I've been on that side because um, my dad was in the navy and he was always like gone like majority of the time and it was and my mom was always working so I was basically left in charge and I know I've been on that side where I had to be like you know the disciplinarian and you'll learn from it <laughs> it's funny because i have um i have a younger brother i'm 32 and my brother is 10 and my daughter is 10 so he's like 10 months older than my daughter and he comes over to play a lot and my kids go over to his house a lot we live in the same neighborhood and um i find myself very very often in the position of like telling him off because like he'll bully my my daughter or like mainly that bully my daughter <laughs> like, and like I have to say like don't do that and like you know I won't give you like toys or like I won't let you come back I, I don't usually say that but like and it's like it's a very awkward position to be in because I'm like it could be his parent <laughs> and, and like in many ways I have to act like his parent when he comes over and when I interact with him but I'm also his older sister so it's not so appropriate for me to do that and it's just it's a very he resents it and um I don't know and it's something that like I have to figure out what to do because like I want him to stop bullying my daughter, you know, and like, but like 
is it appropriate for me to tell him what to do? You know, it's, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely a weird dynamic. My youngest sister-in-law is 14. So like the age range between, you know, my husband and I were both 32 and she's 14. It's like that dynamic, you know, she's, she's a pretty chill 14 year old, thank goodness. But like, yeah, that, that weird dynamic of like going out and it's like, yeah, it's like you're, you're, I'm old enough that you could be my daughter, but <laughs> yes, I, I relate it to like a lot, you know, I, I really, really did. And also because I tend to be much more of a strict kind of person. Like my husband does not have this issue with my, my, my brother. He's cause he doesn't discipline period. Like he doesn't discipline my kids. He doesn't discipline him. I'm the strict <laughs> one in the family. So like, I just completely related to Link over here. I'm probably too aggressive in my disciplinary style. Also, it's definitely, it's something I've been thinking a lot about these past couple of months. And so this episode really was like very personal. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Yeah. So after Link says you're grounded, you just see Dallas like lift up his head, clench his jaw. And like, I totally like understand where he's coming from like as an angry teenager someone telling you like that's not your parent like you're grounded like I'm sorry what and like Dallas has the exact answer like who the f do you think you are to think you can talk to me like my father like angry teenager all the hurt is in that sentence so sad like he's angry but it was so sad the rage like that 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 moment when he looks you can see that that switch flip in that shadowed when he's up against the wall like I don't think and I I feel like I actually was more on Dallas's side on this one like absolutely not that he link crossed a line on this that is going to be a hard line to come back from for a while for them I think Mm -hmm. and I was like I adored link from the beginning like I originally shipped link and Sam together obviously that's dead um (laughs) (laughs) but like that line uh, I'm like oh I'm on Dallas's side and I was not like the biggest fan of Dallas but now I'm like sorry Link like mm-mm. I can't back you up anymore <laughs> but that ship me, has think, sailed <laughs> yeah I mean I think that we can clearly see that Link did something he shouldn't have and still completely sympathize for him because how old is Link already he's also in his early 20s he he lost his dad when he was young and he's trying to fill a role and he's trying to kind of his, their mom seems to be working. We haven't seen the mom be very present. So she seems like an okay person, but if she's not there, Link is trying to step in. And, you know, I mean, one of the big things we've, I've learned as an adult is like people can make mistakes and you can still like them and they, they can still be good people, especially in the context of yourself and making mistakes, you know, you, you learn to forgive yourself and you have to learn to forgive others. So, you know, Link himself is going to have to go through a challenging time of figuring out how to deal with his little brother and what's the appropriate way to deal with him. And I'm, I'm very sure this will be one of, that was like his growth care, you know, in this, in this comic will be to, to change that relationship. And I'm sure it'll be very difficult for him, but that's going to be his challenge. 
you can mm-hmm. see in his face in that last panel before we flip back to the coffee shop that he, he recognizes that this is this did not go the way he thought it would. That's a, a look of, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I messed up, but also like, why are you yelling at me too? Like it's a cold combination of like, ugh. I think mentioning his father also hurts him. You know, it kind of brings up the unresolved pain of losing his father. And, you know, I don't know if he recognized that he was taking over the father role. I don't think he realized. So until Dallas mentioned it, and then he's like, oh, shit, like, that's what I'm doing. So I think that's going to prompt like a, a, him thinking about it. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the present and Blink is like, it's complicated, D, but I'll pay for the toilet paper he's stolen. And Dee's like, you don't have to do that, Link. Bless her. She's such such a good, good human. I love her so much. Mm -hmm. And I I think she realizes that she needs to, like, mediate this tension. Yes. (laughs) Yep. And Link says... Well, Dallas doesn't have any money, and it's the least I can do for the child. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Just blow his ego. And you, he's, yeah. you can see he's still clenching his jaw real hard. He's like, yeah, the bus looks great from under here. Thanks. This <laughs> <laughs> poor kid. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we see D like thinking... And actually, I have a better, I think I have a better idea. <laughs> and I'm so relieved, said, right? He's like looking yeah. up, it's like hope in his eyes. Yeah, he's like, really? I, and the two of them, like side by side like that with this look of, you do? Like they never <laughs> looked more like brothers in that, mm-hmm. than in that moment of like this, this look of confusion. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he says, despite the creator not drawing a lot of customers in the background, we do get a fair amount of business. And having another set of hands to sweep and clean tables would be great. I didn't realize that that was Mongi poking fun at herself until literally just now. (laughs) I thought that she was making a comment about the mural being that marshall didn't do something because he did the mural and i'm like oh my god no that's mongi poking fun at herself another fourth wall oh my god another fourth wall break yep (laughs) that's very cute i love that which is funny because like when you when we look at the um the beginning when we see like the front of the the daily grind you see like two people (laughs) (laughs) they're coffee cups (laughs) Okay. And then, um, uh, so D is like, so how about Dallas comes here for a few hours a week to help with the work? He can pay it off that way. How does that sound? And Dallas is like, work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, th- I thought this was hilarious because I did work a lot as a teenager. Like since I was 12, I was babysitting like a couple nights a week and I was working all in the summers as a counselor. So I'm like, Dallas, you're spoiled. <laughs> like, you never heard of wor- working for money is one of the biggest things. Like, I've big things in my life, which I mentioned before. I think my daughter's spoiled. I'm like, 
concept of money just does not register. And it's like so aggravating to me because I'm like, you know, obsessed with like making money because I, you know, it's being an adult. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Dallas, you haven't worked yet. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, is he, he, have we figured out how old he is exactly? Is he what, like 16 ish, give or take? Are we guesstimating? Like 16. Yeah. But I want to make 16. I mean, I got my first job in high school, like working at the daycare, daycare center next door to my high school. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to be able to, to pay for gas money for, to go out with my friends or just be able to go to the movies and not be like, Hey mom, I need $20. Like I wanted my own money to do what I wanted with. So like, yeah, the idea of like a 16 year old being like, I have to work. Like that doesn't (laughs) register with me. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think back to like, days when like I didn't have a job like as like maybe like a 12 year old and I'm like what did I do with my life like how did I survive (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah just ask our parents for money but it also I think shows Dallas has been leading a privileged life at least financially so I don't know if we've gotten much indication of the the link you know Link's family financial status but if he hasn't had to work until now then they've probably been doing okay (laughs) Okay. But didn't then Link step in? I, if I remember from season one, there was the whole issue with their mom working more and Link stepping in. I do remember some of that, if I recall correctly. I'm wondering if they were kind of letting him off the hook a little bit, given everything that he went through mm-hmm. at such a young age. But I mean, like Link's working as an ENT and at the coffee shop. I think his mom's working at least one, if not maybe two jobs. Like I, I think that because they had that loss of income after his father passed away they've had to pull some extra strings together to make ends meet but you know there's a lot of uh, taboo about talking about money so I think they probably left Dallas out of those conversations rather than put so much pressure on him as a kid in high school to have to think that he's gonna earn money um isn't he dropped out I don't remember I don't remember that. I, did. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No. Oh, never mind. It's funny because I never covered that the point. fact that he's in whether or not he's actually in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did reread Let's Play right before season three. I don't recall that. So. Mm. <laughs> Oof, but yeah, this episode was great. I thought it was wonderful that it focused because a lot of like webtoons focus on romance and all the issues that come with that and this is much more broad in a scope it talks more about friendship and personal development and family relationships I don't find are that common at all in webtoons and I think it's wonderful that it's discussed because family is obviously a huge part of our lives so I'm I'm so grateful that this like fresh idea is being discussed and as someone like I really just a lot of this because I'm probably too stern and blah 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 so like it was very nice for me to be able to see that being portrayed in the webtoon i like the variety of of family dynamics you've got you know sam's family is super tight-knit they're you know in each other's lives they know kind of everything about each other whereas you see the estrangement between eva and marshall they don't talk a lot they don't see each other a lot there's obviously a lot of stuff behind the scenes with their parents that they've gone through you know, the, the Dallas and Link and that whole dynamic as they're going through it. We have, other than we know that Charles is divorced, we know nothing about his family background. You know, mm-hmm. that I think what his, his parents were teachers, like 
but we don't know the dynamic he has with his family. So it's like, it's really interesting to see the really versatile dynamics of everybody's interpersonal relationships with themselves, with their families, with each other. That's, I like the variety. It's, it's yeah, like you said, maybe it's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I love like all the romance in this comic, like I, the broad spectrum of like everything, emotional, emotional trauma, like physical health, most mental health, like family dynamics, like everything, like bless Monkey for like making such a wonderful comic. I can't imagine what her planning boards must look like to keep oh track of everything. It's like that that one meme where it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many characters and like each character has their own distinct personality and their own struggle, their own story. That's definitely like one of the the strengths of this story. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, do you want to move on to the bonus question about Vicky and um Marshall? Sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.